Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? 80. 80, episode 80. Isn't that amazing? I don't even feel like I do this podcast that much, and yet we've still made it to 80 episodes. That's really exciting to me. Where are you, by the way? Where Are you in the woods? Are you by yourself in the dark woods with the uh, owls hooting like, and you're like it's chilly and then but you still got a fire going and you got a sausage and you're cutting it up and dicing it up and putting mustard on it and you're like don't worry about it here's the thing why am i talking about a sausage uh because um my wife and i cooked some for dinner last night and i had a leftover one look i just your guest today is marito lopez super funny comedian uh very interesting fun great guy and We share a lot of similar interests, so we talk about a lot of that this episode, and we just wrapped. He just left, and because it was a nice, long uh, episode, I was hungry after he left. So guess what I had in the fridge? I had a leftover sausage for, see how I come back around? That's why I'm talking about sausages, because I just ate one uh, from last night. I warmed it up in the pan and put mustard all over it. Anyways, this episode is great, so uh, bundle up wherever you are. Because this is what I do with my listeners as I project how I, I feel a little bit of a chill right now in my place. So I feel like no matter where you are, you might feel a chill too, right? If Even if you're in the hottest place in the world right now, um, bundle up, stay cozy, and then dig in, put your earbuds in, listen to this episode 80 of Utopia to Me with Marito Lopez. It's super fun. You're going to love it. Here we go. Enjoy. Okay, two things I admire about you. Okay. On top of uh, you being vastly entertaining on stage. Two are, or the two th- other things are, you're always in really fucking good shape. <laughs> and the second one is, you're a big, you're a huge proponent for tea. Love tea. I think more people need to celebrate how ama- lucky we are to have great tea. I know. It's, it's, it's so calming. It's so like smooth. <laughs> yeah and it's just dope flavors yeah don't you think it's dope i think flavors are important light a little incense smoke a little tea yeah <laughs> smoke a little tea no drink a little tea <laughs> <laughs> well you smoke cigars too yeah yeah you, i you, love cigars and yeah. that and then incense oh buddy that's yeah one perfect. time when i Bump saw music? you on queen were you like you were smoking a cuban cigar and yeah. drinking like a nice americano right or something no no i was drinking tea tea okay yeah. there you go yeah yeah nice peppermint tea i just got into coffee though eh it's hard. I got into coffee right now. I can't do it. It makes me insane. Dude, it's been giving me like mad anxiety and I'm getting dehydrated all the fucking time. But I love coffee. It's so good. Good coffee. Like I'll never drink whack coffee. Yeah. I love like good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why I think tea's so dope. It's because like peppermint tea's so sick. Like that um, Japanese green tea that you're sipping on with the brown rice right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And the popcorn kernels. Like, yeah, yeah. That shit's the best to me. I love it. The it's smell. good. It's like the restaurant stuff. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, from like a ch- real Chinese restaurant. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. And I should say that this is Marito Lopez, by the way. You yeah. already know that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Marito. And then you're drinking like a real, I got you uh, this good peppermint tea from David's yeah. Tea. Real, real leaf. I should be freaking sponsored pure, by David's Tea. 
Yeah, every- I literally talk about tea all the time. Yeah, yeah, honestly. and it's usually David's tea. I should be sponsored by tea in general. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tea and cigars. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I remember um, one time we both went to Montreal for Yuck Yucks. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, and like I don't even know if I made that much money because after the shows we'd go to that cigar <laughs> the store, cigar store, and buy like twenty dollars cigars, yeah. Cuban cigars, and I and I would drink like. A twenty dollar shot of whiskey, but bro, like the cigars were were like probably thirty dollars. Yeah, you're I went right. there recently. I think I'm under. Yeah, yeah, seen it. They were like thirty bucks, and they were fifteen dollar cigars. And you know what I but found I, out? I literally felt like I was sitting in a hot tub. That's yeah, how, that's how relaxing it was. The greatest. Were. Every time I go to Montreal, I go there. But What's I found out again? that you can Stogies bring your own cigar. Oh really? Yeah, you can bring your own cigars. But they still want to get you with like a drink or something. Yeah, but I just get an espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like three bucks. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. What's it called? Stogies? Stogies. Stogies in Montreal. Yeah, Stogies on Bishop. Yeah, it's in that party area yeah. where all the old, like, I think the university kids go to, like, bars and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Miguel yeah. kids. I love that city so much. Can I tell the funny story of, like, the Kendrick album when we were in Montreal? Do you remember Fuck it? yeah. No, 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 no. Tell it, though. So, like, yeah, I guess we did a show. At the, it was, like, a Yuck Yucks in Montreal for, like, maybe a year. I don't know how long it lasted. Yeah. And, uh... Still a really fun night, and then we got stogie. Oh, <laughs> yeah! I had a few drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I oh, I want to say to the people listening, this has been ten days of me not drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyways, what are you doing that for? Just whatever. Yeah, man, I'm sick of it. Yeah, it sucks. It makes me tired all the time and fat <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> makes me fat, stupid, and tired. Yeah. And uh, anyways, but I guess I had a few drinks then. But anyways, this is a, like. I think what is it? Um, yeah, to pimp a butterfly had was brand new. Brand new, just and, came out. Yeah, and then we pass out. Classic. We have our own room in this condo. Isn't that nice of the club? They put us up in our own room in a condo, and then uh, about an hour or two into me being asleep, I wake up with music <laughs> blasting full blast, <laughs> and it's one of the scary songs <laughs> oh, from buddy. the Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Like you know the one I think like babies are crying and everyone's and screaming, he's, and he's and he's uh, in the hotel drunk crying, yeah, about to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ah. and then I wake up and then I'm like banging on your door. <laughs> you wouldn't wake up. And then uh, I'm sending you social media messages yeah. like, Marito, you got to get... Finally, I go back. Like, I thought we were going to get kicked out of there. Finally, I go back, bang on the door again. The music's blaring. I'm like, we're getting fucking kicked out. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> we're waking everybody up. And then finally, I guess it was like 10 minutes, like you open the door, scared out of your wits. You're <laughs> so like, what's scared. going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, listen to your music. It's so loud. I guess like... Maybe you fell asleep with your headphones and rolled over or yeah, something. Well, like, yeah, well, yeah, I kept my headphones in, yeah. but the thing with me is I'm deaf in my left ear. So when, Are you? when the, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so oh, when shit. my when my headphones like fell out, I probably like started sleeping on my on my on my good ear. Yeah, so yeah. I couldn't hear shit. And then like yeah. And then I the just computer, woke up to that. The laptop was just blasting. Yeah, it was. It was. But you were like, I was dreaming about a ghost. <laughs> I was terrified. Yeah, I, I always have nightmares. Always, yeah. always Why? have nightmares. I don't know. Well, you know what though? Um, the reason back then I always had nightmares because I, I just quit drinking, and when when you I, I don't know this is what they say is when you when you're quitting you have especially when you drink as much as I did right yeah you have yeah. like withdrawals and 
like crazy withdrawals though. Yeah. Where it's like you, you have hallucinations. I never had hallucinations, but I had really bad fucked up dreams. Yeah. And I would wake up in cold sweats. So around that time, it was like, it was really bad. How long would it take you to go through a complete withdrawal until you were felt good again? Apparently, um, it takes up to two years for most recovering addicts. Wow. Two years to, uh, to get everything out of your system. Yeah. And a lot of people still smoke weed, so it takes longer. So, But I don't do nothing, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's and what I'm I, saying. I admire that, though. I feel like more people, especially people that are actually serious about their career, yeah. should live like that. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy, man, is that, like... I'm pretty clean. I don't smoke weed or drink right now, and I'm like... How do you feel? I'm getting things done, and I'm in a good attitude all the time. Yeah, I'm man. I'm not depressed. It's good. And you That's know what? That's the main thing. I get depressed. So Afterwards or what? Every fucking day, because I'm like tired and hungover and like you know i still get these really fucked up uh depressions though in the morning yeah and when i was first like uh experiencing this shit it was like unbearable it was like to the point where i was like what the fuck man i might as well keep drinking if this is how i'm gonna feel in sobriety yeah and i talked to my doctor about it and this guy's like very science based yeah, and yeah not you know like spirituality yeah he does believe in that shit but he's more like he he's not like to, emotional he's just like here are the facts here are the facts like this is yeah, why yeah. you feel this way and he was like a lot of people relapse because of those depressions yeah they, they feel like it's it's like not worth it well is that the codependency like the weird like trying to convince you to go and get more right exactly it's like the blood it's like your blood screaming it's like your alcohol. blood your body just being like what the fuck is happening yeah yeah you know what i mean like why why are we sober and yeah like, it's good that you went through it and you know the oh and now difference. i know it yeah, and then yeah. i just honestly bro i wake up i do my thing i i sip a tea i put on incense and i put on music and i'm like you know what man this is just my body reacting it's still reacting a year yeah. and a half later so I, I'm just going to go through it. And then, buddy, by like 2 p.m., it's gone. Do you know what I mean? But listen, you're always full of energy. Yeah. You're always a positive force that I see. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's great. And you're yeah. always in, like I said, good shape. I feel like you go to the gym <laughs> twice a day. I, I, honestly, I haven't been in a week. Really? I haven't been in a week. But, you're, but, but, you will, but at a show, you will take your shirt off and do push-ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I've got busted online. Someone got who busted me. I was like, "Yeah, something about Marito, the king of like taking a shirt off or something." And someone was like, "No, man, you don't know about how Chris Griffin." Well, Chris Gordon, Chris, oh, Chris Gordon, Gordon in Calgary oh, yeah. started that shit. Yeah, he would go on stage with fucking um, what are those things called? Those sparkles? They spark? Yeah. And what are they called? Like, sparklers. Yeah, sparklers. Sparklers. He would yeah, go yeah. on stage and then he would write like. Uh, idiot on his on his chest or fat fuck or whatever, <laughs> and it was so funny. But yeah. then, uh, me and Chris Griffin, yeah. we both started comedy, uh, and then we would just get hammered yeah. at shows and take our shirts off, and we started this thing called Puppy Bowl Crew. Yeah. And everywhere we went, we would order beers and bowls, and we would just drink out of them, take our shirts off, <laughs> do push ups, <laughs> Puppy Bowl. Yeah, crew. and then people went crazy. Like honestly, people would go crazy. Yeah. If, like people could make a documentary about back in those back in the day in Calgary. Yeah. It'd be so sick. Is there footage? I've seen. No, who was it? Who busted, there's videos of us? Who like, busted Amanda me on that? Someone. Oh, Dave. Davey did. Merhaj? Merhaj, yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because then, then we had that great like, thread on Facebook where there was like tons of 
pics of proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just I it, it, I I threw up all the pictures from like back then, and and I was like, man, this was sick. This was a sick time. Yeah, it was so fun in Calgary. Yeah, when I first started, that's great. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I still haven't fully cracked Calgary. I've done the Laugh Shop twice. I've done Sled Island twice. Yeah. You haven't there, done the Yucks there? No, I was supposed to in 2013. Um, but was then, there the floods? Yeah. Oh shit! So I was doing Sled Island. Then my Sled Island shows. I did one Sled Island show, and then I was going to stay on for the next weekend. Do the Yucks after? Yeah. And then uh, the Sled Island got canceled because of the flood. And then oh, I fuck. think I think yeah, I think. But the, did you still go out there? I went home after oh. because it was the. I think the club was fucked. Like the yeah. floors were damaged. Yeah, it was fucked. Yeah. Everything was fucked there. Yeah, I felt bad because Mark Little and I and Sarah Hennessy, we were out there for the Sled Island, and and the flood was like we were down right in the midst of it. Like the hotel we were staying in had no power. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's because it's right by the elbow. But then Mark and I took some pictures of us by like flooded cars and stuff. Like, hey, like fun yeah. selfies. And then I put it on Instagram. And I was like, ah, shit, maybe this is bad because that's like actually someone's car. <laughs> but we're like, look at that. You know, that's what I mean? pretty funny though. Did you yeah. do this the the helicopter thing? Uh, what is this called? I hang loose. Hang loose. Yeah. yeah. Did you do that shit? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My fan just goes that way now. Wow! Yeah, but yeah, one time we, you and I, did a show in Mon- or the same Montreal weekend, and yeah, that's when I did I pick up Wolf and Sheep's clothing, or I, did I tell you to? No, I picked it up on CD. Yeah, at that Kingston store, we stopped in yeah. Kingston to get. You picked that up, and you picked up Buster uh, Rhymes, The Coming. Yeah, no, you did you? Yeah, I think. Oh, so. you did, and you also picked up Tribe's first album. No, that was you. Oh, I grabbed it. Yeah. Do you still have it? I do, actually. Yeah. No, you know what? I gave all my CDs to Aisha because she drives uh Yeah. She, she drives a car. And she, That's she, why I still have some CDs because of my old car. Yeah. 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 I just fucking, I fuck with my uh, my title subscription. That's great. Yeah. But you know what's funny is I listen to rap different now because of you. Because when we That's were in great. that car that one day, I remember you were like, because I never thought about it because I'm deaf in my left ear, but... You were like, man, this car is fucked. Like, I don't like how the speakers sound. Like, you just can't hear the drums on this side of the car. Yeah. Right? And then after I, I started appreciating how much work Q-Tip and a lot of producers put in their music. Man, Do there's you know some I mean? bad like, you albums out there. got to have the right speakers. Especially from those back-in-the-day albums. Yeah. There's some bad producing. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, it sounds crappy. Yeah, because they, they, they were just learning. Yeah, like, Q-Tip is actually... Fuck, man. He should be even more known for his producing. Oh, like, 100%. More than insane, his those beats. Like, I know Ali, like him and Ali Shaheed Muhammad yeah. uh, did it together, and then, like, JD joined them and stuff. But, man, those, those like, the hits are, like, man, some of those fucking crazy samples are from Q-Tip finding them. Are insane. And yeah, him yeah. just going crate dragon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all those then, dudes don't. But then you can crank it, and the sound doesn't get lost. Like, it doesn't sound cheap yeah which there's some albums like man some sometimes it's like the sample choice like there's old school albums i can't even think of an example right now mm, there's some weird sounding songs on like maybe diamond d's like stunts blunts and hip-hop album like yeah if you listen to that or something Ugh, but like there's some amazing stuff on that but it's like if you crank it loud you're like this sounds cheap man like you didn't like the levels aren't good. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, you, that's you, why new school hip hop is like real fucking, or like I guess it's just like new rap or whatever. It's like it's real fucking 
it's any like the production is insane it's any music now like you can't it, it, you know what I mean? It's you, like, you know what's nuts is that when we when running at the mouth, we did our first album. You can yeah. hear good, uh, good production. Uh, yeah, like back then we thought it was dope. Do you know what I'm saying? When yeah. we first put the record out, the production, the rapping, all that. But then now with our new one, uh, the Cream Soda for a Cold, I'm like, holy fuck, man! Like, cause we recorded our first album in a fucking closet at my boy's house. You know what I'm who, saying? Who produced the beats? Uh, my boy Pino, Pino Russo. And did he do the second album too? Yeah, and he did but the second did album. The second album, I saved mad money so we could record in the studio. And amazing, uh, so we could record in the studio. So you can hear the difference. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he engineered everything in his uh, room yeah. for the first album. Second album, now like when you play it on speakers, when you play it anywhere, it just sounds crisp, professional. It's amazing. And now my old album. The, with my woes The first one yeah. Can't even listen to it It's garbage It's like That shit is brutal it's Like we literally that Made know. that in a closet Yeah and now you our make second videos album For the, those songs For the first one Yeah No we made uh, uh, um, Like lyric videos Pat Bircher made them up for us Oh and Wicked shit. Yeah like baby dick And titties on my shoulders <laughs> <laughs> And then But then This one uh, The cream soda for coat We made music videos On uh, CBC It's amazing Yeah um, and we're working on more. more yeah, music. I should say to everybody listening right now. Um, yeah, sure. When Marito came over, I gave him a mug of fresh peppermint tea and tried a few spicy plantain chips. Yeah, that was yeah. my gift. But your gifts blew me out of the water. One is a running at the mouth T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, official. Yeah, and you white found, shirt with purple purple writing. I'm gonna wear it all the time, buddy. And uh, thank you. And. This I like I'm almost choked up talking about the other <laughs> thing. In a box of shitty tapes, yeah. you found an old cassette single of Say No Go by yeah. DLS. I don't even know what that is. But I knew it's you the would jam know. that made them blow up. That's basically. So, that's so sick. It's the first jam it's the first track where everybody was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Hip hop is new. I remember when like we changing. were in the car in Montreal. Yeah. And you you were like showing me all these new guys. And I remember, new I don't guys know if you remember, like the, the old guys. New to you, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, like to me, yeah, I was like Black Sheep. I don't know who the fuck that is. I just knew Tribe. Yeah, but you were going nuts at the end. Oh, 100%. We Love took them. a picture imitating Drez and Mr. Long. Yeah, Black Sheep. <laughs> that was the greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the greatest. Yeah. And uh, Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, you were saying. The best, though, um, the, the one thing I wouldn't follow you on, though, was De La Soul. Because I'm like, I don't care how much people say De La Soul is great. They're yeah. just boring to me. Yeah, because I remember trying to listen to De La Soul is Dead and uh, Three Three Feet High and Rising, and yeah. I was just like, "This is boring, man!" Like yeah. this just doesn't. This is like listening to Lenny Bruce to me. Do you know what I mean? It just <laughs> right. It's just so old. It doesn't relate like, to me. Yeah, and yeah. Tribe's first album was like that for me too. Yeah, but it wasn't until this year. I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe it's because I'm like I'm I'm, I'm growing older now, more mature, and I'm just like getting sober. Yeah, but. Uh, Tribe's first album I fucking love it Yeah I can't it's get enough of amazing. it And I went back And I listened to De La Soul's uh, De La Soul's Dead Incredible Yeah I listened to uh, uh, Stakes is High Dude I fell in love The thing with The thing with De La Soul is Dead And Three Feet High and Rising especially, I haven't listened to Three Feet High and Rising yet though It's It's incredible Like what those guys did And how young they were and how thick and heavy the concepts of those albums are. Like, yeah, like it's 
I don't know. It's weird. It's like, jeez. Oh, I wish I prepared to talk about this stuff. But it's like Prince Paul produced both of them, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prince Paul's literally a genius yeah. with an amazing sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, he so was funny. like the he was the man behind like uh, a lot of the beats on like uh, his old group Stetsasonic in the early eighties, yeah. and uh, yeah, so he they got away with so much grabbing and sampling from then. Like actually, I think De La Soul originally got in trouble because um, Buddy had a sample from uh, the Turtles or something that they didn't clear, uh, something like that, or one of those songs. You can't stream them on anything. Yeah, maybe the only that's album why you can stream is uh, their new one. Uh, um, the anonymous nobody, which is amazing. Is it okay? It's amazing. I haven't listened to it. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's I, so good. The last one I heard by them was the uh, the grind date, and it had MF Doom and Ghostface. Kill oh and shit! Stuff. It's fucking good. No, I and there's heard a ton that. of Jay Dilla beats on it. Yeah, Jay Dilla. Like yeah. I, I'm all I'm into that all that shit now. Like the beat that starts with like. That's sick. And you're oh. just like, oh. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what he crazy? was like oh man like jay dilla um dying is still hard yeah man like, 10 years later or whatever yeah, it's insane and, and people love what that him. guy was doing he died broke hey okay? i don't died, even want to know he died super broke but so many rappers like owe so much to him that they've they continue i think they sample him yeah. and raise money for him for his family he's and just stuff. done so much yeah for the for the culture like, that's why hip-hop is cool to me. It's because, yeah. like, they protect their own. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what, where sampling came from, uh, essentially, is where, like, they, they gave royalties back to, like, Jigga samples yeah. Gucci rap all the time. Big well, when I was, like, a kid, because especially, like, it's even more, like, there was, everything was samples back then. Now there's a lot of, like, original music yeah. being created. Um, well, no, actually, it's still, like, if you're a kid now and you're just getting into hip-hop and you check out kendrick lamar and you check out to pimp butterfly all of a sudden you're learning about thundercat yeah. and you're listening about kamasi uh washington and yeah. those guys and then when you learn about where they're coming from then you start le- learning about like herbie hancock yeah. and all those fucking jazz fusion soul guys from the 70s so yeah i guess like it's still like but it, but but the thing is is like when you go like late 80s early 90s you, the musicians aren't imitating those people yet. You're just hearing the actual samples of those that era, the 70s, yeah. like Herbie Hancock. So even as like a white kid in the suburbs in fucking Toronto, like Canada, middle and like nothing, all of a sudden I'm hearing this super gritty soul and yeah, jazz yeah. that I, I wasn't in my parents' collection. Like I never would have heard that stuff if it wasn't for like like angry young men like fucking rapping over it and flipping it and yeah. looping it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and now all of a sudden at like 14 years old, I have this super crazy in-depth knowledge of black history yeah. and the struggle yeah. that, and the art that, cre- <laughs> that was, came from that struggle in the middle of a, like, in a neighborhood that's next to a fucking golf course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, in the, yeah, it's just like, that stuff is pretty magical. Oh no! It, it's it, pretty magical how they did that. You're I right. I think hip hop is in, is the greatest. You know. You know what I want to like, do is I want to start sampling music that my parents listen to. Yeah. Because uh, all the music that we make right now is all original beats, right? So I I want to start like sampling fucking because man, a lot of people don't sample uh, Spanish music like Buena Vista Club. Yeah. Uh, um, Celio Cruz. Like yeah. all that shit. There's so much dope music that my family listened to that yeah. is so soulful. It's incredible. 
And it was yeah. all during like the Civil War eras of, of Latin America. Like like the Reagan era. Like that yeah. shit is nuts, man. Have you ever listened to mu- Spanish music from yeah. Latin America? Body. It's fucking um, crazy. I do sometimes. Yeah. Kathleen and I really like that stuff. It's sick. Um, and then also around that time, like 70s, 80s, uh, when things were really hot, like the Latino music in fucking New York is insane. Like all the percussion, soul, like groove yeah. stuff. Like it's insane. Yeah, man. Um, there's this guy that I've been listening to lately. I forget the rest of his. It's like Pucho and the something. Oh, I had it on my phone. You got to check it out. Body. Probably already know it. Have you heard of Ray Barreto? No. Oh, man. Yeah, give me some names, man. I, I honestly, <laughs> and then you too. Give me some. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I love that joke you do. We're not even... Yeah, it's taken us a long time to get to the utopia, but this yeah. is good catching up. But yeah. that joke you you do on stage about not knowing who the fuck or caring who Nirvana is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then singing that Spanish song. Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> that got me. Like, I think I first saw you do that at the Burdock recently. I, but, but, and you know what's funny is that I listened to Nirvana, finally, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this isn't, I don't like, I don't fuck with this shit. I love but Our I Lady love Peace, bro. I love <laughs> Our Lady Peace. So I can't get with you. Yo, that. Our Lady Peace is the best. Fucking Clumsy is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yo, that album is incredible, and I remember like and and uh, I feel like if you're an outsider to any kind of like rock or alternative rock or something, then you can own that statement. And you remember Moist? But if you know a lot, I would you would be ripped to shreds. <laughs> you know Moist? <laughs> don't even no, don't tell me. You, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> Moist is sick though. Or David Usher or whatever his name was. You're nuts. Yeah. You're just be okay. You're just being CanCon now. You're giving <laughs> shout outs to Canadian artists. That's nice. <laughs> who? So who would you recommend for me? Well, this is another thing from the that we're never going to get to your utopia. For those of you listening, it's coming. Don't you know worry. what my utopia is? Can what? I be honest with you? Yeah. I was thinking about it on okay. on the way here because I listen to this shit a lot. Yeah. I listen to Wilmont's. I listen to Dave's. Oh, I yeah. listen to uh, uh, Pavi's. And the whole time I was coming here, I was like, fuck, man. Like, I'm not going to be as funny as those dudes because those guys I look up to. I look up to you like a motherfucker. Like all those dudes, right? Oh. And the thing is like... With the, the thing with Dave and especially Pavone is that he's like he's so beautifully like he can riff like like it's natural. Do you know what I'm saying? The thing that you have that Dave Pavone and Wilmot have as well is that you're a hundred percent you, man. You're a yeah. fucking funny, interesting, smart, like yeah. gr- outgoing character. Thank you, man. Like, don't worry about that. But that's when, when I came up here. That's what kicked me in the head it was like yo but you're you do you know what i mean yeah, yeah like you've worked your whole life to be you and you're finally becoming you so just be the fuck you you know Wait, me or you me i'm just, <laughs> I'm just pointing at you <laughs> be the fuck you bro yeah and uh so when i came up here i was like thinking about my utopia and it's like yeah. man my utopia is like literally i don't know it's what i'm living it's what where I'm at right now in my life. That's great. You know what I'm saying? That's all. It, it, it's just me trying to figure out uh, how to fucking escape the shit that I used to think was my utopia. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's a really interesting take. I like yeah. that. Because yeah. my utopia used to be like uh, fucking like tall girls uh, being super rich. Um you know, getting back at the white man type bullshit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like just angry fucking stuff. 
Yeah. Like being able to drink like crazy, doing coke. Yeah. Like being a dude that I'm not. You like Scarface, basically. Yeah, like being that dude, like a gangster-ass dude. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, I'm not that dude. I've never been that guy in my life. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I like how you own, like, man, I fucking drink tea. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? What, that's my shit. Like, I love that. I'm a, Yeah, I think that's a really nice angle to look yeah. at. Is your utopia is... Is this. Is like the version that you've realized that you've become and wanted to be. Yeah. Since going through like all kinds of different ideas, one hundred percent, man. Like, um, I like that. the fact that you said, "Yo, dude, you're the fuck you," is like that's why I've always admired those guys and you and like a lot of comics in Canada is because like they're them. Like they're my the best comics in Canada are themselves on yeah, stage. Totally. And I've always just wanted to best be comics me. anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to be me. Yeah. And people are like, "Yo, uh, even if Marito bombs on stage, he's bombing as himself." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm just me, no matter the fuck what. That's my, that's what I've well, always wanted to be. Well, that's happened to me, too. Like, especially, like, in the earlier, uh, like, like a, like a few years ago or more, um, so when I was first touring with Yucks, I would put on a, a more debauchery, debaucherous kind of fucking act. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a slug. I'm fucking, I'm wasted. I'm a wasteoid. I'm a shit. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. You almost like feel obligated to become this like hunk of shit. One hundred percent. To entertain like giant broad audiences that don't care or know who you are. I, I I get I cringe sometimes. You know those pictures that I posted to like show how we took our shirts off all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I cringe, man, all the time because uh, one of my best friends in comedy. I don't know if you've met him. Is Chris Griffin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Vancouver. Yeah, I did his show. It was awesome. Yeah, and Griffin is like that type of dude who will like drink thirteen beers. Uh, in the night, but he'll still be normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. then girls will come up to him and blah blah blah. Like he's just that guy, like that. And yeah. he, he goes on stage and he's like, "I'm a piece of shit," but then he gets off and he's the nicest guy in the world. Like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I used to go on stage and try to be that. Yeah. Get hammered, say I'm a piece of shit, and then slowly and surely I started becoming that person. Yeah. But like the universe and like I like to believe God or whatever was like, "Yo, man, that's not you." Yeah. That will never be you. Well, I like to believe that God says, yo, man. <laughs> like, That's yo, a- man. Yo, son. That'll never be the fuck you. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, in, in, my, in my world, in, in my utopia, it's like everybody starts to f- be themselves. Everybody's like, fuck this shit. Oh, Do you know what I'm this saying? This episode rules, man. Yeah, like, fuck. That's very nice. Fuck all of this, like, this smoke, this fucking... These things that we've attached ourselves to for like thousands, millions of years, like whatever. That's so good that you call it smoke. I think it's smoke and mirrors all the time, too. All the fucking time. We're always distracted by fake shit. Yeah, all the time. So we can be held down. And then we think we need to imitate these wrong sort of like architects. Yeah, 100%, man. And like... Uh, like man, like Griffin is a is a big time atheist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like big time atheist doesn't believe in God and all that shit. But I'm always like, I always tell Griff, I'm like, yo, dude, even though you don't believe in God, you're you're so God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you fucking you reek of like divine shit because you're so dope. Your aura is amazing, and you've helped a lot of people in your life. You don't realize it, and you've helped me realize who the fuck I am. So like, I just in my utopia, I want people to be divine. Because all of us are divine. All of us are God. All of us have this fucking amazing energy and aura that will change people's lives. But we haven't realized it yet. Man, you know what? I've never heard you fucking talk like this before. 
but this is the aura you emit to people yeah. at shows on stage and off. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just a force. Everybody loves Marito. You make the room more positive. You make it more fun. And now you're using like the idea of Utopia to express like the motivation for, you know, I mean, I mean, even if you didn't have this philosophy, I think you would still be this person. Yeah. But the fact that you can summarize what you want and I feel like you already like lead by example, that's pretty amazing. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) That's really nice. Check. All right. So let's talk about rap again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That's really nice, though, because, yeah, I think that I'm not a spiritual person either. I don't I don't really think that I should believe anything that I can't grasp, you know, like or or see for myself because it doesn't fully make sense. But I like the idea of um, the stuff we don't know about still being magic, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel like it's totally fine for people to put their, I like, say, well, no, this is what I believe and own it. And you know what I mean? So, you know, the fact that you're, like, even saying, like, you know, positive people are this force and, like, knowing who you are is God in a sense. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really cool way of looking at it. Uh, yeah. And and I, I think the reason I... It's funny because I relate to De La Soul and like Tribe Called Quest and all those dudes so much now because like they're they're the like basically the the fathers of positivity, um, consciousness, consciousness, and uh, um, you know just being being cool and like having a good time and backpack rap like all that shit. Yeah. But then when you look at their interviews. They're always like, yeah, that was us. Like we were, we were promoting peace and we we're promoting love. But if you step on my, if you step on my fucking Jordans, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, don't fuck with me. Still, yeah, they were still real. They yeah, were yeah. still like real dudes from from Brooklyn, from Queens, from New York. Well, that's the thing. I think I, were we talking about this before or after we were rolling? I think before. Like we were talking about common and the yeah. bitching you towards Ice Cube and stuff. But that's the thing when Ice Cube would make fun of that kind of shit yeah. back in the day. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say now. But I think, I think he was thinking of them as like PM Don type guys. Do you know who PM Don is? No, no. Uh, they were more like artsy sort of like they they. Uh, KRS One punched one of them in the face on stage <laughs> one time. You, there's another dude. Like KRS One is that guy. He's like the yeah. preacher, the teacher. Yeah. But like KRS One is infamous for fucking dudes up. Yeah. So yeah. Like, carrying guns at shows and i forgot who it was but it was like you see all the all the gangster dudes they're talking about killing people those are the guys that are pussies and then you see the guys rapping about peace and love those guys are the ones with guns at the shows yeah well i mean it goes yeah it's not like just clear cut like that but it is true that like some of the super gangster stuff for sure from what i've heard and like it seems like from what you heard too they're like basically like actors yeah 100%. they're like i'm gonna be this guy yeah and then behind closed doors they're like uh, uh. i don't want to say but <laughs> they're not, you know i mean they're diff- <laughs> they're different <laughs> like i don't want to say it in a negative yeah i don't want it to get misconstrued but like i don't know i've heard crazy shit yeah you know and i don't know like fuck some but, of them are real but, fuck, but, I, but I feel like 
But um, you know, Rick Ross has gotten busted for being like fake, right? Big time. Uh, yeah. Ice Cube too. Like I, a yeah. lot of there's a lot of interviews now of Ice Cube just being like this nice kid. They always call him a nice kid from the hood. Nice Cube. That could that could, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that could write. He was just a good writer. Well, and he wrote for Easy E, and Easy E was the real E-Z-E. gangster. Yeah, yeah. Easy E was like an actual drug dealer. Yeah, horrible rapper though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Ice Cube, nice kid, amazing rapper. Yeah, but like yeah. that first album and like the first NWA stuff, uh, Easy E's rapping everything like Ice Cube wrote for him. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And then I think after Ice Cube left those guys, it was like the DOC. The D- oh man, DOC is such a sad story. Yeah, I know because that first album. Have you ever heard it? Yeah, man. Dude, those beats are insane. Oh my god! I think that yeah, that is that's the one best of my favorite rap beats ever. Produced album of all time. That's Dre. Yeah, that's all Dre. I know. Even the Chronic is not that good. <laughs> like production wise. Yeah, that's... like production wise, that album, no one could do it better. Well, it's insane. Maybe because I don't know. That's so. That's such a crazy thing to say about the Chronic, because the Chronic was like everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, yeah. It's still like legendary. It's still a legendary album. But Doggy I think style? maybe the difference is, is I could feel like maybe the DOC's first album was all samples, whereas the Chronic used live instrumentation. Well, to me, I I'm not a really West Coast dude. I'm not a West Coast guy. No, me neither. I've I'm never been to New York. A West Coast dude, and no one could do it better. Is Dre's most East Coast sounding album. It sounds like it sounds like the 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 Hit Squad. Yeah, maybe. You know right. what I mean? But that's before the Hit Squad even. Yeah. But yeah, you're maybe you're right. Yeah, and then Ice Cube like, you know, became big with the Hit Squad. That's the funny thing too. Speaking of the Hit Squad, because Eric Sermon was producing beats like way back in the late '80s that were he was sampling like. You know, P funk and stuff like that, like sort of like what what became known as like more West Coast sound. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like you got to chill. I think is the one but, where it's like more bounce to the ounce yeah. sample. And like you know, strictly business is is like the West Coast blueprint. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, and that's super New York. Yeah, and, and it's so funny because EPMD, man, straight the fuck up are w- brutal. Like their rapping is the worst. I know the worst rapping. But both. I loved them. The yeah. first three or four albums, I loved. But man, the the beat—it's because of the beat. I know it was Eric Sermon's productions. Yeah. All I that know. shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Eric Sermon's the worst. Yeah, the worst rapper. Probably he's top ten worst rappers. He's like, what's that one? What's that line? He's like, when I come around, homeboy, got your nugget. I'm guilty of the beat down. My style's rugged. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Sounds like he's and falling that's how he would rap. Yeah, that's how he would rap. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's like slipping. Oh, <laughs> well, you got to chill. It was brutal. Yeah, but that, I don't know. I can still I can still find a space for his style. It's stupid. Yeah, especially still, compared to today. I still listen to the album. Ah, uh, where was uh Oh yes, say a deaf rhyme and believe it's fresh or something like. That. <laughs> but it was so like those were like they didn't have anyone to imitate really back then no exactly. except for they, like you know the sugar hill records guys and all those guys well yeah they were themselves man yeah like big daddy kane cool g rap rakim yeah. krs1 they were the fu- they were themselves it was yeah. insane yeah everybody they were, they were the blueprint to the guys that we listen to now yeah it's weird if you go now and play a song by like cool modi or something you want to jump off the balcony <laughs> you're like get this out of my skull <laughs> 
But at the time, he was like a freaking Christ-like originator. Yeah. Everyone would be like, Jesus, what the fuck is this? Nas has that dope line where he's like, and you become greater than the ones that you thought were the greatest. And yeah. It's like, That's insane. Yeah. Imagine that feeling. But comedy's like that, too. Yeah. Like you were saying about Lenny Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to die. Like, I'm with you on that. I want to die when I'm watching Lenny Bruce. It's so goddamn boring. Oh, so boring. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> At all. At all. I'm like, what the hell is... It yeah. just seems bitter and old. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, even when he was like our age, he still but seemed old. I love old. Richard Pryor. Ah, that's the thing. Richard Pryor transcends time. Yeah. Because he's so real. So real. And that is the... Uh, to me, that's the part, like... Even if you're writing jokey jokes, if they're coming from such a real place, yeah, you will be hopefully as timeless as Richard Pryor. That's like my main you, thing. You, you know who doesn't really transcend time for me? Who? I, I understand his greatness, but George Carlin. Oh man, we should should we go on record? I'm I'm not, I can't listen to barely anything the guy fucking says. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't. And I remember a bunch of old, like older comedians in Calgary used to rip me for that. That's I'm like, man. Yeah, but where are they? Where are those comedians? Telling Tim Hortons jokes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's, I don't know. In tw- This is like the riskiest thing I'll ever say, maybe, on here. But in 2017, comedians that champion George Carlin as like their hero go and watch their set. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a, you know, a direct but, line. Because Richard Pryor is so raw, you know? Yeah. I was Richard Pryor since high school, since I first saw Richard, yeah, Richard Pryor live. Yeah. Like, in fact, I remember being at Just for Laughs. Like, I still like, this is such a weird thing that I regret. It's so stupid. But at Just for Laughs one time, DJ Demers was doing this, like, interview for his channel. I, I forget what it was. And all he was doing was basically asking each comedian, like, Seinfeld or Carlin? And for me, it was, like, an issue because, to be honest, none of them, both those guys didn't really influence me. Yeah. And so then in my head, I did a quick juggle, and I was like, ah, well, at least Seinfeld's more jokey joke. So I went Seinfeld. Yeah. And to this day, that was, like, four years ago or five years ago, I still regret not going neither prior (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like isn't that a weird thing that, no that's amazing i would be the same because somewhere out there there's like video of me saying seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> and i've never felt that but i only had the two choices and i should have bucked both fucking choices yeah and said fucking prior man yeah 100 percent. Like, what are you talking about that's how i am both man. those guys that you yeah. mentioned are so boring I, I went and i saw seinfeld a long time ago in calgary and i'm like okay i understand his greatness but fuck man like Chappelle, Chappelle, Pryor, those dudes like do it for me. Like Bill Burr does it for me. Here's yeah. another thing. Can I yeah. say one Bill thing that amazing. might be controversial? And um, uh, it might be the same thing I was about I to br- bring people, up. I hope people don't think I'm like just being like a band, like I'm jumping on the wagon or whatever. Yeah. But I always had a resentment towards Louis C.K. fans because when I first started comedy, um, I remember I would go on the road with dudes like older guys and uh they would ask me who my favorite comedians are and i would always be obviously Chappelle, chris rock um freddie prince 
like because Freddie Prince is that Latino dude. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he was gonna be the 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 Latino Richard Pryor, but he committed suicide. I know. Yeah. Like, why? I don't know. He oh, was just sorry. He was That's an alcoholic. A digression. Oh, crazy alcoholic. Shit. So, um. So, anyways, uh, I would always tell them that, and they'd be like, "The only reason you're saying that is because you're Latino. The only reason you like." black comedians and latino comedians is because you're you're latino you're you're like um failing to see that louis ck and Patton oswald are the greatest comedians alive right now and i'm like of course you're gonna say that shit do you what i'm saying like louis louis ck like honestly you can never ever take away the fact that his specials were incredible do you know what i mean right like a while ago yeah like like you know like blah like there's fucking sick i've watched them countless times and i died but there was always this thing in me that was like man you're just another <sighs> you're just another white guy that white dudes put on a pedestal do what i'm saying right i always had that in behind my head I'm and like, i feel like what happened with him aside from the gross shit that we just learned about yeah. is that was <clears throat> that was going to his head and I think he was thinking that too. Yeah. Like I'm a prophet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When really like the thing that blew my mind about him in the early days of him blowing up uh was just how fucking silly he was. Yeah. I hate it when comedians lose the silliness and they try to teach the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. He still had silliness for sure, but like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like when but it was obnoxious. Yeah, the silliness was. But like, but the fans, you're right. The fans do create that vibe too. The fans ruin it for you. Yeah, because oh, they're like he's time. the god. Yeah, or something. Yeah, and I was like, man, like Dave Chappelle's the greatest to me. Did you watch the latest Brian Regan special? No. Is it sick? Um, I don't know. I can't finish it. It's so fucking boring to me. <laughs> and comedians will kill me for saying that. <laughs> Because he's another legend. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't, even, I don't know who the fuck that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's even another know who like. That is. I get why he's a legend. Yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna get killed for this episode. <laughs> but what? But look, fuck that shit. That's my opinion. Yeah. For real. You know. You know who I watched recently. You know who's got the best special of the year who? that no one's talking about, and thankfully Mark Norman told me about it. Uh, Gerard Carmichael. I. That's what I keep fucking hearing eight that's what i keep hearing watch it from i'll put let's put it on now buddy i heard i heard <laughs> from it's, front to back i'm like oh okay so you've basically changed stand-up what for the better i gotta fucking see this because that's what everyone's people saying. are gonna and so, i could tell i would love him i could tell i would love him. people probably watch like the first one his first special it seems like yeah he was a little young and he was blowing up maybe it may have been pushed into doing a special a little early this one he just takes his time and it's not like jokey jokey. He's just being real and he's taking like these different stances on things that aren't popular right now and it's really fun to me. Fuck, man. I got to ch- I got to check and it Bo out. And Bo Burnham directed it, so it's got like a really unique feel to it. And what's it called? 8? Eight? 8. Yeah. That's sick, man. Yeah, that one and I liked uh, Joe Mandy's this year. Um, um Yeah. Michael Che? Yeah, Is it Michael, Michael Che, right? Oh yeah, I watched his. Yeah, so a lot of people are putting Michael Che's um, uh, special on a pedestal as well. Yeah, I watched Michael Che's special and I was like, 
you know, I'm not trying to take, I'm not trying to be a hater or take anything away because obviously he's like I see, I've seen him live and live, yeah. dude, he's fucking incredible. Me too. Like yeah. he's just so funny. But I felt like on his special, it wasn't. I it felt wasn't like that. on his special, he was saying. Like, he was riffing on topics that we all already know and agree with. Yeah. So, it's like, when you add... Like, he, yeah, he adds his little, like, zing to it. And But it's like, the you thing, know, we're just in, we're just living in those times right now where if you're riffing on the same thing that we all feel... Yeah. It's not as, like, fun or unique anymore. You, and I gotta say, to the people listening, and Marito and I are being hypercritical about super rich, famous comedians. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know, all right? I know yeah. that I'm not like a rich genius comedian, but I think it's good to have like, I think it's good to be critical about comedy. 100%. And like, yeah. it's good to be critical, especially because dude, look, bro, like this is what we do for a fucking living. Like, and, and it's, it's cool to see like one day I want people to like, look at my shit. Do you know what I'm saying? But what the one thing that pissed me off about the Michael Chase special is cause I've seen him live. Like just for laughs, I was dying when yeah. this guy was on stage. I'm yeah. like, man, this guy's the next Chappelle. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. so funny. But when I looked at his special, he, he does that thing where he's like talking to his boy and his boy's like, man, why nobody come out with leather suits no more? Why nobody? Because you remember like yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy came out with the with the leather suit. Yeah. And then Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence, like they all followed suit. Even yeah. Chappelle, like when he would dress his his like dope way. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like when when he like intro the special that way i'm like man you better come fucking with it that's what, you know it what was. i mean you better yeah, come yeah. with it because you're talking about why isn't shit like it used to be anymore and then this guy comes out you yeah. know in a beige sweater and jeans yeah. and i'm like what the fuck bro you know what i mean like my first special i'm gonna come out in a fucking uh adidas tracksuit and tims and like my hair tied up in a bun you know what i mean <laughs> Like I, I already got it all planned and like a yeah. big Jesus piece. Like I'm, I'm going out my generation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like this guy is like talking about leather suits, and I'm like, dude, you just you're dressed like a dad right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not like, you're not bringing it. You're just sort of riffing clever jokes, but just yeah. riffing on regular topical stuff that we all know. Yeah. Like John Mulaney's special, loved it. Died. Yeah. Which one? Uh. I I don't even know it's on Netflix, but yeah. it's I think it's from 2015 or 14. Incredible, yeah. died, comeback kid or something like that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So funny! I was dying when I was listening to that shit. Okay, I want to say something. Yeah. Um, about running at the mouth. Let's talk about. Yeah, this is crazy. We didn't really talk about Utopia that much, but. You just nailed it anyway. <laughs> There's nothing to add to that. It's really yeah. nice. I thought Sick. what you said was really nice. Thank you, bro. Um, running at the mouth is you. Mm-hmm. Give a breakdown. Me, Aisha Brown, uh, Janelle Dennis, and Mark James Heath. Like That's yeah. how we originally started, and our producer, Pino. And, and sometimes Keith Pedro does it now, too, right? Well, uh, that's the beautiful thing about running at the mouth is that like Keith Pedro, Chris Robinson, oh, yeah, right. Kyle Chris Hickey, too, yeah. Paul Thompson, uh, Big Norm, like all these like talented comedians yeah. know how to rap, yeah. know how to make music, know how to like make melodies, know how to like contribute and like jam with us. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like me, for a motherfucker who loves hip hop as much as he does, I can't do any of it. I can't yeah. produce music. Uh, I'm a, I don't know how to rap. I'm a pretty good writer. You're a good hype man. I'm a good hype man. I'm Diddy. I'm literally yeah, yeah. the Diddy of the crew where I motivate all these guys. Diddy produced and, and though ladies. too. Yeah, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> he just bo- he just basically took a, a fucking. I know. You know. I, yeah, yeah, it was bogus. Yeah, but I do love yeah. Diddy. Like Diddy's like one of my like ultimate hip hop heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you know the song about is it jerk chicken or roti? Or uh, oxtail gravy. Oxtail gravy. Yeah. Where you tell white people to go away? Yeah. I'm offended by that. <laughs> Especially because I'm from Toronto, yeah. home of, aside from Jamaica, home of the best the Caribbean best. restaurants. Yeah. I fucking eat Trinidadian and Jamaican food all the time. <laughs> you have the finger pointing? I'm mad right Is now. <laughs> Don't, please, why are you telling me to go away from the food I love? <laughs> I know it's a joke. Yeah. No, but but they're not, though. If you listen to it, it's like, why won't these white people leave us alone? Right? Yeah. So basically, it's like that white people call too much at the restaurants. Right? Oh. They're ordering way too much. They're like, yo, chill. Right? Because you know. Uh, I always took as it as, as like Jim- you guys, the rappers, yeah. saying that about like, because I thought it was like white people are always being like Caribbean food or whatever. Um, oxtail gravy, jerk chicken, rotis, whatever. I thought it was like I interpreted it as white people are appropriating this other culture's delicious food. Oh no, food. not at all. What? What? I missed the okay. We're I missed the point. Making fun. I we're making fun of how rude and <laughs> just brutal Jamaican customer services. Do you know what I mean? Because like, dude, they're, they're, have the, you ever been to Caribbean Queen, buddy? You know how hard I smile at her. <laughs> Before I order, I've got the biggest high smile. Like <laughs> it's like the soup Nazi. Yeah, you got to be like super on your best. But behavior. you know what? People complain about. Oh, well, people never complain about the food. Yeah, and they never complain about her, but they say it's harsh sometimes. Yeah. I never got harsh vibes from her. I always go in charm blasting. Yeah, She's man. always smiles, always nice. Dude, me and Patrick Hakim, we went there one day, and this idiot. Was it uh, was ordering uh, food and he's like, "What are your gluten free options?" And she had a cell phone in her like you know like her turban thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was like you know like just hanging there, like stuck in, yeah, <laughs> against this her ear. Lady was on the phone, took the phone out, and she's like, "What you say to me, boy?" At another, he's like, "Do you have any gluten free oh options?" Oh my god, I and don't even want to know. This guy got his shit like his asshole chewed out. Yeah. It was so funny. Me and Hakeem were dying. <laughs> and I'm like, how dare you, bro, come to this lady's establishment and ask for shit that's not on the menu. Should I say, there's a place that I'm never going to ever again. Where? I'll go to Caribbean Queen yeah. every fucking day. Yeah. She's lovely. Even if she's harsh, it's a lovely harsh. Oh, it, it, it's amazing. It's lovable. And I'm, and I'm glad they're there. It's insanely delicious food. There's a place near you guys... Do you know what I'm talking about? Pat? I'm never going there. Buddy? <laughs> Fuck those guys, man. And you know what? I'll go up to Albert's at yeah. fucking St. Clair and Bathurst. Yeah. They're the same sort of vibe, but they'll fucking... Sm- like, they know. They're yeah. nice. Pat, Pat, don't play. I don't give a shit. I don't care anymore. And the food's not worth that cold, like, cold fucking... I agree. I agree. You know? Like, Pat will give you a lot of bones. Do you know what I mean? A lot of bones... Le- like way less chicken, more potato. Yeah, way more. Like, Are you veggie? Uh no, no, no. You chicken? I'm, I'm on a chicken game. Yeah, but, yeah. But but Pat almost fought, fought Pavone once <laughs> because Pavone was saying that Mayweather's overrated. This guy went around the counter. 
around oh, the I counter. I fucking wish I was there. <laughs> he went around the counter, and he's like, boy, you don't never talk about great black man like that. And I was like, oh, shit. And then Pavone mm. was just in like a position where he was just like, oh, buddy, I never said that at all. Uh. I was just <laughs> trying to say that he's not fighting people that I think he could be. He's That's a fighting. really good impression. You know what I mean? Too. And I was, and we, me, I forgot who else was there. I just was saying, I don't think he's in a position right? where he can fight people he can beat. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right? And we were dying. Like, yeah, yeah. was amazing with sports, by the way. I know. He's amazing with yeah, sports. I wish but, I knew sports. But Pat was there, hitting the table, getting ready to kick this guy the fuck out. It was so funny. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's so, f- oh, okay, Kathleen's back. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. But I'm never going back there. Yeah. You, it's not because... Okay. Man. Okay. So, like... There's another another lovely place here called um, Pam's Roti. That was at Ossington and Bloor. And they just got moved. And I don't know if they have another location yet because of whatever, maybe gentrification or whatever. Rents went up. And it's so sad because they were there for, like, ever and ever. And they were the nicest people. But... Like, I actually, like, almost was, like, friends with them. Like, we'd ch- chat every time. But if they gave me attitude, like Pat's, I'd still go back because the food was fucking amazing. You, you know, see what I'm saying? It's not... So you can give me attitude, yeah. but you better deliver with the food. Pat's doesn't deliver with the food. Well, no, That's I get, my Yelp review. Oh, I get that for sure. Like, <laughs> Pat Pat's um, original is, like... I, I honestly like it, but it's not as good as uh, Patty Queen. Doesn't even touch it. Yeah, Albert's yeah. is probably my favorite. Yeah. And so wraps. do you take the trip up to Albert's just for food? You know, no, not really, to be I honest know. with you. It's but coming. you know what I do take uh, the trip for is uh, Dutch's ice cream. That's <laughs> Dreams. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Kathleen's here now. Dutch we used to Dreams. live in that. Na- we used to walk around there. Dutch Dreams is the best ice cream <laughs> I've ever had. And people always diss on it because it's like because of the type of ice cream it is or whatever, what? whatever. I don't, I don't know. know. No, it's amazing. I love it. And you can add whatever candy you, you want can to it. You can add whatever you want to it. They put <laughs> fruits. They put cotton candy. They I put feel like you have something you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. If you can't hear my wife, Kathleen, she said it's also about the spectacle. Yeah. Whipped cream, candy, they pile it so and high. And people are always like, people are always like, no, man, Baker Bots and all this shit. And no, like, Baker Bots is ridiculous. What do you mean? Ridiculous how? Uh, in the uh, classical sense. Like, it's not worth it. It's whack. It, the, all those lineups? Yeah, it's brutal. This it's, is quite... I like how passionate we've become at this <laughs> this restaurant tangent. Yeah. No, but, but this is how I truly feel. 100%. I, very I, I, nice can't, I can't fuck with that shit. People are always like, let's go there, man. Dutch Dreams is too, like, uh, like, like, it's too flashy. I'm like, man, that's what you want is flash. I want an ice cream with lights on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like ice cream that screams diabetes. That's what I want. Look, Dutch Dreams is like fun. You're eating yeah. fun. You can get it on your sweater and you'll laugh. <laughs> Last time? Baker Bots is like you You can't spill it because you're too... It's like you're at a fancy restaurant. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's yeah. like you need your butler to cut the cookie for you. Yesterday, I took this girl out for a dinner uh, at uh, a French restaurant. And we had. I had like horse tartar or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> and but right beside the place was this fried chicken spot and yeah. i'm like why don't you want to eat here and she was like well because i don't know this is all like it's classy yeah, and shit. Yeah. i'm like man fuck this place the the, the bill was a hundred dollars 
Do you know what I mean? For shredded horse. Yeah, and I and then after I went home, she was like, she was like, do you want to come back to my place? And I was like, no. Are you crazy? Like I, I'm not. I'm so mad right now <laughs> that I spent that much money on a horse. Do you know what I mean? And a then, horse I can't even ride. Yeah. Was, yeah. And, and then she just went home and I went home. Oh, my God. That is the funniest thing. <laughs> Your date was ruined because she made you eat and that's the thing, horse tartare. That's the thing, right? Like, tartare means cold, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like raw and shit. And that's the thing. Like, I will never, ever... Like be cheap about food. Like if if there's a maze, like yeah. Dutch Dutch Dreams is pretty expensive for ice yeah. cream, right? But I'll pay pay that shit, right? If it's good, I will do it. Yeah. But man, I don't know. It's it's it was like a hundred bucks for a steak. She and wanted to be fancy. So yeah. do you think it won't work between you guys because she she feels she needs to be fancy? Um. Are you gonna, are you was, still gonna give it a shot? No, she's dope. She's super dope, right? Yeah. Like she's like this, like really, and, and she she says it herself. She's this really like ratchet queen. You yeah. know what I mean? Where she's very like she, she's like Nicki Minaj. She, she has a like uh, she's Jamaican, right? She has like yeah. a different wig every day. I see her. Yeah, and she's always just dope and like just like ah oh, bitch. Your yeah. style's not on point right now. Like she's really dope like Whoa. that. Like I love shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I think like. It's because it's sort of my fault because I'm like, yo, listen, man, like you've been so dope that I just want to take you to a nice place. Yeah. And by nice, I meant like, you know, somewhere where we could both like have fun. And she took that as as in like like a classy, uh, like like when remember in Dangerous Minds when uh, the teacher takes them out to this French restaurant and they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. She like. She That's told, sort of what it was like. Yeah, it was weird. I felt like you know, I felt like being like, yeah, but do they got chicken? You know, like you know how Raul asked that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then and then the waiter just looks at him like all weird. Like that's what it was like. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it was like a three sixty. It was whack. It was a. But this but goes back to what we were talking about in the yeah. early the beginning of the podcast. Was like people still feeling like we got to be these sort of like what we think we're supposed to be like instead yeah. of just owning what we really want to do. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you owned it at the time, you would have been like, fuck it, we're getting fried chicken. We're just going to go like, and that's know? the, and that's the thing too. Like the best, because you part, know, it's good. The best part about that night is how we looked in that restaurant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, dude, I'm wearing the exact same clothes, right? Yeah. Like I went in there looking like hoodie a, and a baseball hat, like a bummy rich rapper. You know how rappers can just walk into any place. Bummy. <laughs> Right, like yeah. That's how I walked in, and she had this. Or like coat basketball on. players always look fucking wicked. Yeah, and and like they're a, the yeah. She had a white wig on, and like, and, yeah. and like these big glasses, and like her nails were done the fuck up. It just looked like uh, Scarborough walked into this like this establishment, and people were like, "Oh shit, that's right? wicked." Right? That was that was the best part of it, but the the like the food was just like, ah oh, man, I'd rather have Alberts right now. I'd yeah. rather have like. Toronto's like so rich with that shit. I don't know. People don't utilize it enough. Which ones? Like the the the, the incredible ethnic food that we have. It's weird, man. I'm always like Yeah, it's weird like also being like a white guy, I'm always like, "Oh, do I sound like I'm like appropriating these cultures by But I'm always championing Toronto's Indian restaurants and fucking Caribbean." Dude, can I we, say something? Yeah. Like Anytime a white person comes up to me and tells me that they love Salvadorian food, my heart like melts 
Because yeah. not enough people know about Salvadorian food. Like, Salvadorian food is amazing. And there's some pretty dope Salvadorian spots in El Salvador. But, like, yeah. it's never, like, appropriating. I don't think it's appropriating Where's at all. Where's the best place here? Good. Where's the best place here in Toronto? El Asador, which is on Christie. There's so many places uh, on St. Clair. St. Clair You mean Tacos El Asador? Yeah. Oh, Kathleen and I go there all the time. Yeah. Have you ever had pupusas? Uh, yeah. Yeah. P- buddy. That place is Salvadorian. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you did the tongue thing. Yeah, what's the place on uh, Bloor just by? Uh, oh, ni- oh ni- the Nicaraguan spot. Nicaraguan. Yeah, that's what. I yeah, love, that Antigua. place rules. Antigua. I've I've never been there. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, I I've never. I don't know had... if like the, the, I don't know how similar the dining would be, but it's really I, good. I've never, I, apparently it's completely different. Uh, That's what's so dope about Latin America is yeah, there's so okay. much different food, man. I hate Mexican I want to ask food. you something. One time when I had a big, thick mustache and that was it, you said I looked like this cool, like, Colombian poet or something? or like, Oh, Pablo Nurada. But is it Pablo Neruda or is it because I, when I see him, he's usually clean-shaven. So are you thinking maybe of Gabriel... Garcia Marquez. I love Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love him with a passion. Yeah. Greatest writer of all time. Yeah. Even though now, when I when I think about some of the stuff he would write, I, I'm like, oh shit, that's a little, it's a little much. But yeah, yeah. But he, but he's it's, a yeah the magic magic realism, realism bro. Yeah, yeah. Right, like. But he, he has a because he I was just I would just love that compliment because he has a wicked mustache. Oh, he he's did. incredible. Yeah. I want to look like him when I'm older. Just this little old Latino man with the mustache and curly ass hair. You can do it. You still got your full head of hair. See, I don't even have a full head of hair. <laughs> I'm screwed. Every time I grow a mustache, I just look like a guy that's like looking at you from a van. But you do look like a like a Colombian drug lord, though. I swear to God. Well, when I thanks when I ha- you do, I, I'm like thanks. You <laughs> I want to have a cool that, look. That you look Latino. I've told you that before. Like Julian. Well, yeah, people yeah. like people. I'm a. I, I'm confusing. There's definitely a ton of mix of stuff in my past, yeah. in my family's past. So there's all kinds of weird looks. Like people think Mediterranean a lot. Oh yeah, like Italian maybe. Both both sides of my dad and mom, like they don't know. They don't know. Like there's some different stuff. Yeah. Oh shit. But um, I said thank you, but no, I want to <laughs> look cool yeah. because I feel like like man, fuck. It's like it's hard for a white guy to look cool. No. Especially these days. Like, we look like either nothing, <laughs> like absolutely nothing, or we look like a bad guy. <laughs> That's it. Like, you have to have some jazz on your face. You know what's crazy? One of the weirdest things I've experienced in Toronto. A clean-shaven white guy looks the worst. Buddy! <laughs> I was on Bay Street. This is a long episode, but this is all important stuff. Can I say this last story? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Bay Street, okay? I'm on Bay Street. No, no, not Bay Street. Uh, I'm in front of Yuck Yucks. Yeah. Okay? And I have my bike, and I'm riding my bike on the sidewalk, I swear to God, for a second, because I have to park it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? So these two Bay Street looking like white dudes, like nice fucking slick back hair. They were handsome. Yeah. Suits, right? They run up to me, and they go, wah, wah, right? They just start screaming. And then I like fall off my bike, bro. I pick up my bike and I throw it at them, right? And I run up to the dude and I'm like, yo, man, don't fucking run up and try to scare people off their bikes and shit. And then after he just kept going, they're fucking wired. Yeah. And I remember. I want to say right now that Marito is standing. (laughs) 
to tell this story. We're sitting on a couch. He got up and you're doing. Yeah, he's doing some action. Yeah, he was ah, right. And yeah. and then I was like, "Yo, man, you're not intimidating anyone." Uh, do you want like wh- like what are you doing? Like, what was your purpose of that? Why did you yeah. do that? I did not think it was that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I was gonna go grab something at Yuck Yucks, right? It was closed already. Um, also, oh, it was late. It was late. Oh, yeah, wired, I, I was man. hoping that they they're were on, still open. They're on Coke or something. They were Coke, whatever. But those guys, like, don't look like they would do shit like that. Do because like at the end of it, like, um, the right. guy was like, "If I hit you, I'll, I'll go away for murder." And I'm like, man, dude, you you messed with the wrong guy then, right? Yeah. Now you 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 tried to scare me, and yeah. now I'm in your face. And look, I knew you're taller than me. Like I, you, you're bigger than me. Yeah. If you hit me, I will get knocked out. I've lost every fight I've ever been in, Chris. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? But I, but I'm not gonna be, uh, be intimidated or like, you know, like be scared like that right and now when i look back on it like um because i talked to a lot of my friends and like even my sponsor about it he's like yeah but is your pride worth getting maybe killed yeah right and it's like no it's not of course not right but in that moment i don't know why i i I felt like i had to defend myself you're standing up for yourself right so i went up to the dude i think it's probably a good sign that that's a natural aspect he started calling me a packy he was like, you fucking packy, go back to India, all this shit. And I was that like... That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. And I, and I didn't even correct him, bro. Didn't even correct him. I can't take this shit, man. Yeah. I don't even fuck... Because I... Maybe I live in a sheltered world. Yeah. But the fact that like white people in a metropolitan, like reasonable, liberal-minded, I think, city still fucking will act like that. Yeah. Makes me want to... Uh, I don't know, freak out. Bay Street, and they were like Bay Street dudes. And I remember looking at them, and I'm like, "Man, you guys." And, and it's funny because you you were saying like either we look like this or that. I'm yeah. like, man, y'all are so basic. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I was like, you guys are just basic as fuck, and you carry this ugly, this ugly attitude with you. Okay, you I know never want to do that. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know how all this shit is going on in the states right now with the white supremacists, yeah, and all those like people. That my main thing is is like, you want an all white country? Do you know how fucking boring that would be? <laughs> I can't even. I'm white, and I can't tell you guys apart. <laughs> There's no. You want a country with no flavor? <laughs> That's like saying like. I only want to eat plain yogurt for the rest of my for the life. Rest of my life. <laughs> and <Nope>. drink milk. <laughs> like you need flavor, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah, I I've never understood that. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like saying yeah, it's like Honestly, Chris, I'm all, I'm this close to not performing in like small towns anymore. Well like I said, I'm white and I mostly don't do it now. Yeah. I one of the reasons why I liked leaving yucks was for the fucking one-nighters and i remember we talked about I that i didn't regret losing that money at all yeah because i'll make money other ways yeah and i'll feel better about myself because you know it's unfortunate but the news is telling us that there's still some fucked up people out there that with really dumb stupid ideas yeah you know and it's just ignorant and it's sheltered and i fucking hate it yeah 100 percent uh, I'm sorry, uh, that, that turned into my rant, but yeah, <laughs> no, no. I agree with you, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a huge proponent for not pandering to those fools. Yeah, yeah. It, it, in that moment... If that, they are fools. Yeah. We can't be... I, that's the thing. Don't want to be judgmental. There's mm-hmm. smart people in every town. Yeah. But sometimes, you know... It's just... You got to admit there's sheltered people that... And in, and in numbers, they're annoying. Oh, yeah. You 100%, know? man. Rob Bevanek told me... That John Paul told him this. Um, these are two other comedians that haven't done my podcast yet, but they should. Um, so the three of us did this. For me, it was a terrible show at a Highwayman Inn in Aurelia. And Babinex hosting, of course, he destroys. I'm middling. They do not get a word I'm saying. <laughs> so I start standing on a chair and yelling at them and making fun of them. Then I leave. Then John Paul's headlining, and of course he'll, he'll he's killing it. He's awesome. Uh, this is like a few. This is years ago. Then uh, I go to Bevanek like oh, let's, I want to get the fuck out of here. So left while John Paul was on. Then only like about a year or two ago, Bevanek told me that one of the guys there, and they all look like cracked out fucking meth heads with tattoos on their neck and shit, and uh, yellow teeth, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but that's who was at this show. And then John Paul said this guy shows up with this fucking Rottweiler at the end of the show. And he's like, where's that other comedian? Because he, he, he went home and got his dog because he wanted to kill me. That's what John what? Paul told Bevanek. And then Bevanek finally told me that recently. What the fuck? So, like, if I stuck around at this fucking show at a Highwayman Inn in Aurelia... Uh, a dog would have eaten me <laughs> <laughs> because I'm mad at this audience. Yeah, for like not being cr- and having an imagination or being creative. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a hard. Sometimes I love doing stand up, and I was just going through my JFL 42 set to see if there's like a clip of. Uh, to put online to promote like hey look at this bit whatever you know and the show is bonkers because it's full it's comedy fans and then uh, this light is lit in my heart again because to be honest sometimes you know i go on the road and i come home and i'm like i don't know why i do stand-up anymore yeah because it's so specific you know you you really are being vulnerable you're expressing yourself you're being creative because you want to hope that the audience wants to see new type of stuff and not the same old run of the mill easy pandering shit and sometimes you get these big broad audiences that aren't comedy savvy that can't do the legwork for you and it's like discouraging it's actually like one of the last really fucking hard forms of entertainment to do i think 100% you know yeah especially when you're in a banquet hall with round tables yeah, and all these like, you know, and I and honestly, a lot of people say I'm bugging when I when I say this, but you can for a for a person who's like obviously like the Latino, just different in these towns. You go up there and people look at you like, "What the fuck are you? Oh, really? Oh, what did well? What's this kid think? What does he think is so funny about him?" Type of thing. And I go up there with this like immediate resistance. From the audience. Well, I can believe that because even as a white guy, but I'm a white guy that's from the city and I have a creative imagination, that's alienating to them. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's just like because of the way I think. Yeah. That's not even like what I look like, really, I don't think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like anything kind of different. They're like, help us. (laughs) 
I'm afraid. Yeah, because they, they're ignorant. You can't. It's ignorant. Yeah. No. It makes sense. It sucks that we like. Yeah, we need to know. We like. We have to know that. This is a downer to end it on. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's good to express that stuff though, because people don't know. People love stand up, but you don't just do good shows and then do a great special, and everyone loves the special. No, man. <clears throat> Most of the time. You're thinking the best, but you're not getting the best. You oh. know, like it's you're you're putting in work, man. Buddy, tons <laughs> of work. Yeah, tons of work. I remember when I first saw Dave out in out west. Yeah, it was like it was so crazy. Yeah, man, I remember Dave starting out. Yeah, we're talking about Dave Mirage. It was crazy yeah. because um, he was in a place where. He never compromised himself. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. I would bomb like crazy out in Alberta, and I would see Dave come through, and he would like do pretty dope in these small towns like Grand Prairie and all that shit. And like, um, yo, honestly, dude, like you're one of the first people who told me that it this shit gets better. Because I remember being in the car with you and telling you how much I hated doing small towns. And I still do. Like yeah. I still hate doing small towns. Oh shit! So am I ruining it now? No, 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 no. It's it, it's like that's the thing, right? Like you are so much better now than like when you first started, right? Yeah, right. Like always, uh, and You're all always. Everyone better. is. Everybody. That's gets, the good thing about gets better, right? But like even we're a comic as you, like where you like you found your voice and you're doing all these things, and it's like super dope. You're just at yeah. a position now where you're like, you know what, man? Fuck the small towns. I don't even want to do it. No, I, you know what? I have to put a caveat here. It's not always the case. And I won't and I'm I still mostly won't say no to a gig because I'm being judgmental. Yeah. Because that's on me too. Like because I am from the city, I have to watch that. I, I sometimes I am a fucking snob. Mm-hmm. Some people think, "Oh, you're from Toronto, you're a snob." Sometimes I fucking am and I got to get out of that head. So I got to watch it. But like I still like Man, you know, like Ian Gordon and I just did a really fun show in Belleville like yeah. a f- couple months ago, you know, and like uh, driving out there, I'm like, what's this going to be like? Because we were like in the middle of crickets chirping in the pitch black night in a field. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And it was fun. Everyone was great. And then I had a drink with some people after and they were lovely. You never know. Yeah. That's the problem is you never know. You can't be judgmental. But anyway, so to go back on what I was saying. But then, but then, when you do have a gleefully ignorant group, and I guess you can get that anywhere, yeah. it's such a fucking downer. It's such a downer. That's just what I'm saying. I don't want to separate like rural from city, but it it does make it harder sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It is a reality too, though. I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> it is a reality. Yeah. yeah, it honestly is. If you're literally, I think if you're okay, every it's true. Everybody has these small little like racist thoughts that they can't control that the the world has planted in them since day one you know we're all trapped in these sort of like fucking dialogues of stereotype that seep into our brains uh, unconsciously even you know but if you're an outright racist and actually hating people because of a thing like because of a religion or a color or like anything like that you don't fucking know anybody, buddy. Yeah. You're fucking in the middle of the nowhere. Nowhere. It does not make sense yeah. that you are seen 
if you see any other human being of a different like race, color, or anything, or gender even, living their lives the way we all do, you wouldn't think those things. You wouldn't say those things. 100%. You would see that they are they want a happy life. They have a family. And if they got hurt, you would be fucking sad, you yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're covered in like smoke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Should I edit this stuff out? It's, not, we were, it's such a fun episode. And then we're like, oh, so... No, because I guess I'm mad about that stuff. When I think about like, yeah, when sometimes that does happen in a small town thing. Yeah. That's well, but it's, yo, dude, I'm going to go to it tonight. So that's why it's on your mind? Yeah, I'm going to it tonight. Do you know what I'm saying? With awesome people. That's the best part about doing these road shows is you get to work with sick comics. That's what I miss with the Yucks. I miss yeah. the camaraderie with the Yeah, buddies. man. It's the yeah. best. Dude, that's how you and me got to know each other. I, I would have had no idea that you know hip-hop even more than I do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the shit that you schooled me on was insane. Oh. Like, it blew my mind, literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, the whole native tongue movement. Like, I can't believe that I left that piece of the puzzle out in, in, in my hip-hop knowledge. Because I was always Jay-Z, DMX, Diddy, Nas... All that shit. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck did I leave out Tribe Called Quest? De yeah. La Soul. Black well, Sheep. Well, Tribe Called Quest is like, you know, they're like Q-Tip's like great buds with Large Professor, right? Yeah. And Large Professor is the first one to put Nas on. Put Nas on. Live at the barbecue. Yeah. And that was basically like... Breaking Adams. Yeah, great album. original New York like boom bap. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Brand Nubian. You know what? Uh, what's on my goal list? I feel like every to? single bar from Nas's verse on Live at the Barbecue has been sampled. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like Primo's probably scratched it yeah, like a million times. Like a million times. Yeah. You know what the album I got to listen to um, this week? What? I made it my goal is uh, Into the Stage. You don't know it? I haven't listened to it. It's not. It's hard to find now. I think yeah, probably because of it's samples. Very hard to find. Probably because of samples. Yeah. But they're the best beats in the world. Yeah. That and the Smith and Wesson um, first album. Are the best beats in the world. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so the DJ, I, the DJ Evil D from Black Moon. Uh, when I was in grade ten, I remember in high school in the cafeteria, this older hip hop kid came up to me and he's like, "Yo, you look like a white uh, Evil D from Black Moon." <laughs> And I was like, sick. And then I went home and looked at the CD cover. Like, oh, I got to show you. It's I got to see you right now. It's pretty funny. Okay, yeah, we should wrap it up. Uh, yo, pleasure. I'm sorry we got all serious for a sec there, but you need to know. But that shit's real, though. It's That's real. That's what I've been feeling for for the longest time. I've been carrying that with me a lot. I'm glad it's you good got... to talk about it. Yeah. And and I'm I'm glad, it honestly I, is. I, I'm, I'm glad I got to say that stuff, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're trying hard to be like fucking awesome stand-ups, but... No one, everybody just represses the sh- real shitty aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, man, because there is mad, like, shitty things that we go through as, as stand-up. You know what's crazy? Um, and this, like, honestly, like, helped me so much, cleared up a lot, was when I saw Jay-Z yesterday. I noticed you wearing the hat. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah the uh, Rock Nation. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was on Wednesday, and Jay-Z was like, yo, man, as an artist, I have done shit that is fucking whack, where I was depressed, where I was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, even now, when I do songs for you, I could see some of y'all not fucking with it. But it's like, I don't care, though. 
He you know said I mean? that at the show. Yeah. He's like, I, uh, not that he's like, but you know what, man? The the song, my favorite songs are about my pain, are about my struggles, and God gives you pain so you can grow. You know what I mean? And these shows, as much as I fucking hate going to them, and as and I am a snob too, bro. When it comes to like, uh, I love big cities. I will yeah, always. Yeah. Love big cities and like culture and all that shit. Yeah. But as much as uh, uh, as a rock, these are in my shoe. They are making me grow as a comic. Because you're right, I, I have know. had a lot of good shows uh, in in these small towns. But having said that, when I come home from them, I'm still like, oh, I wish I was at the uh, at the C bar still. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Because no, nah, man. It, you know what? I should I should add to that too. Like you're totally right. Like. I do appreciate Maybe what them. I'll say is, okay, I went, I fucking had a, I, mean, I don't even know if the audience knows or not, but to me, I didn't like, mostly like my weekend at the laugh shop recently. And I think I was blaming everybody else yeah. during that weekend. But when I came home in this bad mood, um, and some of the shows were great, yeah. but I'm still, but I'm such a perfectionist that I'm killing myself in my head and I'm blaming people and I'm... And all this stuff. And then when I came home, I was thinking about it a lot. And I realized, man, you were for sure in a fucking bad mood that whole weekend. You know, you weren't giving it 100%. And there's part, and I, and I, and I did grow from dwelling on it. Like, it feels like you're in hell when you're fixating on this, like, shitty gig or whatever. And it turns out the, the gig may, not, might not have had to be shitty. Maybe the hell was in your head a bit, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't know. It's like, you, yeah, you're right. You do grow yeah, every, I mean, every fucking time, no matter what. Yeah. And maybe sometimes the growth is learning to be like, no, I'm not fucking going to that show. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. 100% knowing that you're better than something. Do you know, know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like, uh, my man, dude, when, when I lost Homegrown this year, fuck, dude, I, I remember like I went, I went up to that fucking hill. Dude, I lost. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, right? Is that like Lauren? You, you went up to fucking Mount Royal? No, no. The, the mountain going up to the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, so yeah. I remember yeah. I went up there and I like, I swear to God, and I I hate saying this because like, no, I don't even hate it, but I like cried because I was like, that wasn't me. You know what I mean? I put, like, Your performance wasn't yeah, you? Yeah. My performance, everything I was doing wasn't me. And then the next day, I honestly had one of the best sets of my life. At yeah. the Kevin Hart thing. And then a lot of people were telling me, they're like, yo, man, you know who hasn't won uh, Homegrown? And and they yeah. were giving me all these names. I know. And like, like you, your name was there. No, no. Like a bunch of guys. I swear to God. And I'm like, it's the truth, though. Like, so many people. And even the, the people who have won it, I don't want to take anything away from them, right? Like, <laughs> like I... I <laughs> I, what? What's so funny? <laughs> at the end of the day, these things like I everyone's do, good. They they help us grow, whether yeah. you win or you don't. I know. What, what, when you're a dope comic, you're gonna have growth come to you, no matter what. That's it's what I good either from way. It. You're right, and yeah. everybody gets their, you know, they get their moment. Yeah. But the problem is, is what you gotta rem- remember is, who are you after that moment? You're the same person again. And yeah. you're still working hard every day. Yeah. The fucking thing that fucked me up was when I won that stupid Canadian Comedy Award in 2014. All of a sudden, even if it was unconscious for a while, I thought I could coast off of being me. And the work slipped. And yeah. I had to fucking get back and kick my ass in gear to write better again. Yeah. Because I was coasting off being my personality. Yeah. So all that, yeah, all that shit happens. It's yeah. weird. 
<laughs> so I like this episode. It's, it's so rich, sick. dude. It's dope. There's a million flavors to this episode. Yeah, it's great. You know what's really dope too is that the utopia part is buried in the middle. Yeah, and that's the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was perfect. It's yeah. so funny because you sum summed it up at like thirty minutes. Yeah, and it was perfect. Thank you for letting me say that to like put it out there. Dude, you know who's going to be saying thank you? The people that listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to promote? Where are you tonight? Do you want to say? <laughs> uh, where am I? Ripley, Ontario. At a, <laughs> at a fucking hockey fundraiser. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's me, um, Jeff McHenry, who's going to murder. Yeah, yeah. Jeff McHenry. But he's just amazing. Yeah. And uh, Adrian Fish. Oh, have fun. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my album, Running at the Mouth. Yeah, get the Running at the Mouth album. Um, I'm gonna take the pit. I'm gonna put the. Sh- we, I gotta take it. I'm gonna. Anyway, I'm gonna put the shirt on right now. Fuck yeah! All right. Awesome, thanks, man. Marito. That Yo, was wicked. You. Shalom. All right, everyone. That was Marito Lopez. Marito, thanks so much for hanging out and talking so much. Up, it was really, really nice, flavorful, big convos conversation. And I love those. I love hanging out and running the gamut with all the. Uh, different topics that we can talk about i hope you guys enjoyed it too guys you can follow marito at f marito l so it's literally at f m a r i t o l on twitter and find out what he's doing find out what running at the mouth is doing Ah, i forgot to check if running at the mouth has a twitter but i think they do but look out for their albums the new one is out and look out for the shorts of running at the mouth on cbc and also look out for marito doing stand-up He's a really fun stand-up to watch. You will love it if you haven't seen him already. The thing is, is also follow me at Utopia to Me. Follow this podcast. You know, we got some followers. I want more. And I say that every time now, and I don't care. At the end of each episode, I am going to tell you, if you don't follow my podcast on Twitter, I am mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at you. Are you listening to me? Are you following me on Twitter? If not, I'm mad at you. I've been taking acting classes. Can you tell? Are you following me on Twitter? You're not? I'm mad at you. That's how you act. Follow me too, at Chris Lock Fun. And uh, I got a lot of stand-up stuff coming up. Also not, though, because, you know, it's almost the holidays here. But, um... If you're in Toronto, this episode's coming out, I think, today on Friday, hopefully, Tuesday, November 28th. I'm headlining at the Drake Underground. So a nice long set of me being goofy. Go see that if you're in Toronto. Drake Underground, Chris Locke, live. And then if you're in Vancouver, um, the week of uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, I'm in December 13 to 16. I'm at the Comedy Mix in... Uh, Vancouver, doing uh, headlining and having a great time. And I think Ivan Decker, who hasn't done this show yet, who should, is hosting. So, you know, there's some good stuff coming up. Go look for that if you like my stand-up. And I bet you you do. I bet you. And if you don't know it, I bet you you would. I bet you'd like it. So that was the episode again. Get out of the woods. Clean up all your sausage cooking and eating equipments. Don't worry about the owl. Follow the owl. The owl. Here's the thing that people don't know. When you're lost in the woods... Always follow the owl. And thanks so much for tuning in. And on the way out of the woods, and when you come back into civilization again, touch one of those 
ancient trees that's standing there and rub its bark and go, thank you so much for keeping it real. All right? And thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you.